Alright, welcome to Overdrive, episode 1. Here on Overdrive, we're going to be talking mostly about Bugattis for our next two episodes. So, talking about Bugatti, they have released a brand new one. Uh, it's coming after the Chiron Indivo, which came out a few years ago. And if I remember correct, there were about 500 of each made. So, this new one is going to be a one-of-one, one, meaning only one lucky person will be able to own this car. Speaking of one lucky person, I'm here with Kyle Witty, who's going to be my co-host for today. Kyle, go ahead and say something to the Hello. viewers. All right. So, the Vautour Noir. Witty, do you speak French? Nope. Vautour Noir means the black car. So, talking about this car, let's talk more about the the one that we've seen at the Geneva Car Show about two months ago. And then we'll talk a little more about the one from... Uh, 1930s. So, speaking to the one from the Geneva Car Show, as I mentioned, there is only one. And as my co-host just informed me off air, allegedly this one has been bought by Cristiano Ronaldo. Do you want to say something about that? Um, apparently Cristiano Ronaldo like bought this car. Um, but uh, like some sources say he did, and other sources say he hasn't. So no one really knows at this point. Right I don't now. think anybody knows the owner of this car, but whoever it is, it is going to be a lucky or unlucky person, as repairs on the Bugatti can range anywhere from ten thousand to seven hundred thousand dollars. Isn't just a, t a rotated tires like around ten thousand ten grand? Mm, no, ro tire rotate. No, but you're you're thinking of oil change, and yes, a Bugatti's oil change is about ten thousand dollars. Mostly because it takes so much oil, and also because of the labor. Because there are, uh, when you when you drain oil, you got to pull one of the reservoir plugs so air can get in and the oil can get pushed out, right? You have to like remove something else though for the, from the Bugatti as well. There, there are Oh yeah, 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 the the bonnet. Yeah, they have to get rid of that. Which it's not like a regular hard. trunk. They don't want you working on your own car, so you can't exactly uh, just pop the hood on that thing. So. Uh, but yeah, go, going on, speaking to the Vautour Noir, it's going to have a massive price point of $20 million, and we're sitting in a private school parking lot right now, and I don't even think all of these would come within one twentieth of that cost. What do you think, Woody? I don't see any very valuable cars out there. Uh, not right now. Oh, well, that, there is a beautiful orange Challenger over there. Uh, I don't know whose car that is. <laughs> but uh, go, going on, $20 million, and that's not even with off options and upgrades, which everybody knows Bugatti's famous for throwing in those nice carbon upgrades. But um, yeah, going on, this is going to be Bugatti's 110th anniversary here this year. And um, that's that's a long time to be making cars. They've not only just made cars. I think they've built motorcycles in the past, I believe. Um, yeah, I believe they did start with motorcycles and a few boats in France. But, uh, yeah. Uh, the Bugatti Chiron, there were only 500 of them made. But this one, there's only going to be one of them made. That's pretty crazy. But even though there is a massive price tag on this thing, there is quite a story that goes with it. So, uh... Yeah, let's let's jump right into the history of it. So, around 1938, Jean Bugatti was making four of the most famous Bugattis, which are known as the Type 57 Atlantic. What, have you ever heard of those? I have not. Okay, so the Type 57 Atlantic was kind of the, the flagship of Bugatti at the time, and they were really beautiful cars. In fact, today, they are valued at anywhere from 40 to $60 million, uh, depending on the condition that they're found in. 
So Jean Bugatti made four of these. That's that's another reason why they're so expensive because they're very rare, not just because of the history behind them. But he made four of them, and they went off to all these fancy people that I can't remember their names, and I'm not even going to try to say them. But uh, the the first one was blue, the second one was silver, the third one was white, but the fourth fourth one was night black, with perfect lines and perfect handling. And Jean Bugatti kept this car as his personal one, but it got passed around the world so much, and it got passed around within Bugatti a lot, and uh, it... It, it kind of got lost a little later because, uh, Woody, do you know what was going on in Europe around 1942? World War II. Yep, and what were the Germans famous for taking? Art, cars, and anything that has any sort of value. Pretty much. So Jean Bugatti knew that the Germans were coming, and France is very famous for surrendering immediately. So uh, he, put his, uh, he put his prized vehicle on a train to Bordeaux where they say it never arrived. And uh, a lot of that is uh, due to the fact that a lot of people think that uh, the the chassis number was changed. They they all had a, a number on it. And I don't remember, but it was only changed by one digit. And that would have made it really easy to lose tracking on the car. But uh, there's honestly just no way of knowing. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty crazy, though, because if the Nazis had gotten their hands on that, that would have that would have honestly been such a loss. I mean, Jean Bugatti's personal car, he was he was a very particular man, but uh, I don't know, it's it's kind of crazy. But uh, so, nobody really knows what happened to that car. Uh, it got lost somewhere between Bordeaux and France, or maybe it even arrived to Bordeaux and somebody just kept it for themselves. Some people even think it may have been scrapped, but there, there are a few people hanging on to the little shreds of hope hoping that maybe it is somewhere like out in a barn just waiting to be found you know and witty what would you do if you just opened a barn and found that car if it was my barn like on my property sure uh I'd probably uh, sell it yeah it on my property yeah well Woody, if you were looking to sell that car historians estimate that car would be valued at around 90 million dollars well, yeah, I'd probably sell it. Either that or restore it and then sell it. I, well, but see, with $90 million, you could buy yourself four of the Vautournoirs if you could get them to make you another three. <sighs> but either way, even I, I know there are a lot of unpopular and popular opinions on Bugatti, but even if you do or don't like Bugattis, you have to admit that is one hell of a history for such, a, such an expensive car. And, you know, touching on the price point of that car... I mean, are you even going to want to drive that thing? I mean... I'd be too scared. Yeah, honestly. And I mean, the, the mileage on that thing, that would just get crazy. And it's it's just such a nice car. And you know, you don't want to get it dirty. It's also a very low car, so I would imagine it's probably pretty hard to get around Spain, which is where Cristiano Ronaldo's from, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would imagine it's got to be pretty hard to get around. in Italy now. Well, Italy, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, well... Italy's famous for their Lamborghini, so he'd probably get run out of town there driving a Bugatti, but yeah, that's that's just how it goes. And do you know what kind of engine it has in it? Is it a V16? So, uh, actually, yes, it is the same internals as the Chiron and the Devo. Uh, the Bugatti Chiron ran on a W16. It had eight liters, which that's 12 cylinders more than my car has. I'll give it that much, but... uh. Yeah, let me let me just do a quick 
fact check on the Bugatti Chiron 0 to 60 time, if I remember correct, it's 2.4 seconds. And the Bugatti, uh, the Bugatti Devo, which was more of a car just for show, I think they did it for like a Forza special edition or something. I'm not sure how that went down, but yeah, it was, uh, they are pretty insane cars, you know? Super light, too. Oh, yes. Uh, there's a lot of, that's another part of what makes them so valuable is all the carbon fiber on it. And they were, uh, they are kind of one of the first people to be exploring that, you know, more than 12 cylinders, you know, because uh, until then, Lamborghini was the, the big dogs. Uh, they had the Aventador SV, which ran on 12 cylinders. And, uh, well, now you got Bugatti up in them by a whole four cylinders, which doesn't sound like much. But believe me, that makes the difference. Has Ferrari gone up to that much yet or no? Or I'm, I don't PT? even know about Ferrari. Let's see. I believe Ferrari's nicest car is the Ferrari La Ferrari engine specs. So it's a V12 yeah. still. V V12 still sitting around that range. Yeah, I don't know if I honestly don't know if any other companies have started pioneering towards the W16 W16 engines. Because still most American like. Sports cars, muscle cars still use V10. Okay, yeah, like the uh, the Audi R8s are a V10 plus model. The, like the Dodge, uh, the, the Dodge, all like the high-end Dodge cars are using all the V10. So here's internet. here's one I can think of. It's a company in Dubai that have been producing, that have been working and manufacturing this car. Have you ever heard of the Devil 16, Woody? All right, so there is a lot, a lot of. Uh, oh, I've seen pictures of this car. Though. Yeah, there are a lot of rumors about this thing and whether it is even real or not. You know, because you have videos of people driving them, but you know, you gotta ask, how real is this thing? That thing, even if it is real, it can't be street legal. Okay. That's what. That's. <laughs> well, you'd be surprised what is street legal, but. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't think is that true. I I you know what? Looking at the shape and you know size of that thing, I'm sure they could. Well, so what makes what makes the Bugatti efficient is uh it's a very light car, very light and very small. That's because they use the W shape in their engine block, which means four cylinders, well eight cylinders I guess going straight up, and then four cylinders on each side going to the side. Kind of almost like a boxer engine, but straight up and horizontal. So, whereas, uh, you know, uh, this is, uh, Devil 16 is going to be a V16, which means it's going to need a lot of space because V12, that's already a pretty big engine to fit into a Lamborghini. But then you start talking about a V16, and that's going to take up a lot of length. So, yeah. Um, I'll find out if I can put some pictures up into the podcast. But uh, this car is long, and yes, we are looking at 5,000 horsepower here, which I haven't done much research into this car. We're kind of going a little off script here looking at this, but man, it is, it's pretty crazy to think about, so. Some people say this car is even real, correct? Right, yeah, so I don't know. It's been in development for like three years now, so I don't know, I guess we'll just have to keep waiting to find out but and we're back we had some technical difficulties there so sorry if this comes out a little choppy 
But uh, we were just wrapping up talking about the Devil 16 and is it real or not? But I guess we'll just have to wait and find out. But like I was saying, some crazy things do come out of Dubai. And it probably wouldn't be the craziest thing to come out of there. Woody, do you have any final thoughts as we wrap up? Uh, I don't think so. I think we've covered most of it. All right. Well, thank you for tuning in to Overdrive. Uh, join us next time when we talk about Bugattis and insurance fraud, especially a Veyron that took a little swim in a Galveston Bay. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope to have you listening next time.